ONV presents the truth of the matter. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Truth of the Matter. I am your host, Bishop Fred R. Morris, the pastor of Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, located at 425 Agnes Street here in the city of Fort Wayne. I'm sitting in for Bishop Will Curry of Sanctuary of New Beginnings Church. Sitting with me today is Deacon Clarence Smith of Antioch Missionary Baptist Church, Amen. 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 How you doing, Pastor Morris? I'm doing fine. That's good. But please make sure you like and subscribe and share. Make sure you hit the notification bell so when you are on, you know that we're on. Amen? Yes. yes. And tonight's show, we'll be talking about faith. Faith. And the different perspectives of faith. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get a little deeper than faith cometh by hearing and okay. hearing the Word of God. All right. All right. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Deacon Smith, you want to start us off with a word of prayer? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come, first of all, just thanking you for your grace and your mercy, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you for allowing us to gather here just to study your word and to share your word with your people, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you touch our hearts and our minds. Open up our hearts that we may be able to tell your people and open up the hearts of the people that they may be able to receive your word. Bless those that are on the panel, dear Heavenly Father, and bless those that are behind the scenes. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. First of all, we're going to get started here with the definition of faith. Okay. Amen. Amen. A lot of people, when we talk about faith, they use the scripture uh, faith come, uh, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But yes. that that's in here, the uh-huh. lesson plan today. But we're going to try to make it a little bit more practical because somebody might be listening today that have not studied the Word of God. All right. All Amen. Right. So faith, the definition of faith is a constant outlook of trust, a constant outlook of trust towards God. You're leaning and you're depending on God. All right. Amen. Whereby human beings abandon all reliance of their own efforts and put their full confidence, put your full confidence, all your beings in God. Okay. His word and his promises. We got to learn how to lean on the promises right. of right. God. Right. Amen. Praise like Diggy Smith, you want to read us that first scripture there. We're going to start off uh, what examples of faith, faithfulness do we find in the Bible? All right. And that comes out of 1 Kings um, 19, chapter, verse 10. Mm-hmm. And it says, I have zealously served the Lord Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I alone, I'm sorry, I, uh, I, am, al- I alone am left. Now that they are trying to kill me too. And you know the story behind that, right? Yes, yes. The story behind this is uh, Elijah. Elijah. Was actually, he was um, running because um, Jezebel 
was um had apparently uh, she had her guy, which is Bell, and she wanted everybody to wish her Bell. And anybody that was counter, she had killed. And he thought that all his contemporaries or all the other prophets at the time had been killed. And he was running for his life, mm-hmm. and he was scared. Right, right. Now, what made Jezebel mad at Elijah is that um, it was a showdown. Right. Y'all heard of the uh, the OK Corral. Yeah, yeah shootout it's, at the OK Corral. That's what it was. But it was a shootout, the faith, the faith out. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On Mount Carmel. All right. And uh, Elijah said, whoever God sends fire down from heaven right. and swoop up and burn up the sacrifice is the God. Right. And Jezebel had all of her prophets right which was fake prophets yeah they got out there it was a, it was hundreds of them and they was just uh calling on their god to send fire down and Elijah just looked at them all morning into the afternoon and then Elijah said I tell y'all what y'all didn't had your time your god must be on vacation <laughs> that's exactly he yeah. must be sleep he, he must said, be sleep that's he, what he said but your god must be sleep y'all do not disturb there huh? you go so he <laughs> said y'all move out the way and Elijah said, I'm going to I'm tell you this. What I want you to do is dig a trench around the altar now. Mm-hmm. Then he says, what I want you to do. He's trying to make it harder for himself. Right. Amen. It was already hard for the other ones. Right. So Elijah was making it super hard for himself because he had that type of confidence and faith, faith. in yeah. God. Yeah. So he had them dig a trench around the altar. And then he had them pour, uh, well, put 10 rocks around the altar, mm-hmm. 12 rocks rather. And then he had them bring pitchers of water and pour it in a trench. Mm -hmm. And then he had them soak the sacrifice that was on top of the altar. Right. So he he wetted what was going to be burned. Right. And in theory, if it's wet, it's not going to be burned. There you go. Okay. There you go. And he did all that. And he prayed to God. And prayed to God. And God sent fire down from heaven. And God, when he sent the fire down from heaven, the fire burnt up the sacrifice mm-hmm. and then he sucked up all the water mm-hmm. and then God burnt up the rocks. Okay. That's how powerful our God is. Yeah. Go ahead. And Elijah, you know, he had faith that God at that point could do it. Right. And Elijah went on and did everything that he had to do. But Elijah, I think at this point, and this is a question, I'm going I'm to I'm be, since we don't have an outside voice, Pastor Moore, sometimes I'm going to flip from east side, from the outside, inside. So let, let me let me ask from the outside perspective, because as I read this, I get a picture that at some point, Elijah's faith may have gotten questioned within him mm-hmm. because he's now he's scared. If you're faithful, can you be faithful and scared at the same time? Yes, you can. You can. You can. Okay. You can. You know, there's a scripture, I think that's in the book of Luke, when um, Jesus went up the mountain and the disciples, we had Peter, John, and them with him. Mm-hmm. And remember the scripture when he said, um, let us make a temple mm-hmm. for God. Right. Amen. Uh-huh. I mean, for Jesus, Elijah, and Moses. Right. And when they got done, but God says that this is my son, Jesus, where I'm well pleased. Uh-huh. Okay, so now they understood that. Now they go down the hill. Uh-huh. And when they was going down the hill, there was a man. Amen. Uh, that was the bottom of the hill. And this man uh, asked Jesus to 
cast out the demon from his son. Right. And Jesus asked him, do he believe? Mm. Okay. Right. Now, he asked Jesus to cast his son out, right. to cast the demon out. But then he, uh, Jesus asked him the question, do you believe? And the man says, yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. unbelief. Yes. So he believed, right. but he had some doubt. Now, the doubt, he believed that God was able. But when he's seen, when we see different things going on in our life, then we get a little doubtful. Yes. I believe that God will put food on my table. Right. Amen? Right. But when I'm laying on the hospital bed, uh-huh. okay, when I'm getting ready to have surgery, right. then I get a little nervous. Get a little nervous. So little then scared. I start doubting. That's, All right. That's, that's, that's right there. So yeah, right. we can. And if the truth be told, if the truth be told, have you ever doubted? In your faith walk with God. Yes. There you yes. go. But you got faith. Right, right. But you doubt it one right. time. And I think I think a lot of us, are, well, even, even us that, you know, say that we are true believers and everything, we are, because doubt is a human thing. But, you know, um, sometimes we, we don't think, because sometimes you say you don't doubt God. You know, mm-hmm. some people say you don't doubt God. And they bring that, so they, they make it seem like if you doubt God, you really don't have faith. So that's why I was asking, can mm-hmm. you be scared oh, yeah. and have doubt and still oh, have yeah. faith? Oh, yeah. You can be scared. Okay. You can be scared. Because I've been scared before. Yeah. Amen? Amen. But I got faith. Yes. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Now, well, when we look at this uh, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 10, uh, from that scripture you just read, mm-hmm. uh, when it says, Elijah replied, I have zealous served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I alone am left, and now they are trying to kill me. So God always have a remnant of faithful followers. Mm-hmm. You see, Elijah thought he was the only one. But God said, I got some prophets that have not bowed down to Baal. Mm-hmm. Okay? So— in the midst of what they were going through at that particular time with Jezebel and uh-huh. King Ahab, God's people, there are some people that still trust God. Mm-hmm. Just like in COVID. Let's use COVID for okay. an example. COVID, a lot of people got nervous. They were scared. But then there were some that still trusted God. Right. For an example, at our church. Uh-huh. There were so many people that the government allowed to continue on. Yes. And it was 10 of us. 10. And we came to church every Sunday. Yes. No matter what. Correct. Okay. We had faith. Yes. We trusted God. Okay. And then when the government said we can bring in 20 people, mm-hmm. well, we didn't exactly get 20 at the beginning. No. Okay. Because now, people were still doubtful and scared. They were still doubtful. Right. It took, it took some time. Right. Okay. And that's how we are sometimes. We're doubtful, but yet these people have faith. They trust God, but they were scared. Mm. They was going through a new era in their life. This is mm. something they hadn't experienced before. Right. That's like that man that came down, when Jesus came down here, he said, I believe, but help my right. unbelief. Because now, I haven't been in this situation. Have, come on, talk yes. to me. Yes. Amen. So Elijah thought he was the only person left who was still faithful to God. He had uh, seen both the king's court in the priesthood become corrupt. After experiencing great victory at Mount Carmel, remember he he experienced victory there. Right. Amen. And God sent the fire down. And then on top of that, 
God allowed Elijah to kill all of those prophets, mm-hmm. okay, of uh, Jezebel. Right. And she got mad. Right. Jezebel got mad and she wanted to uh, revenge right. her prophets. Yes. And that's when she said, this is when, <laughs> this is when your boy Elijah went on the run. Right. Because she says, you tell Elijah... My name, if my name is Jezebel, I'm going to have him dead by, by this time the, yeah. tomorrow. Yes, by the end of the day, we're going to get him. <laughs> now, he had all that faith. Yes. Right? Right. He trusted God. He poured water around the right. altar. Is that what he did? Yes. Okay. But when Jezebel said, I'm coming after you. I got to go. What did your boy do? <laughs> he ran. He broke camp. He ran. But he had faith in God, and he believed that God was going to send fire from heaven. So that was his faith. Uh-huh. But yet, that doubt kicked in, Clarence. Right. You know? He should have said that same God is going to is going to protect me right. from her. Right. Well, and and you mentioned something um, in this, and I think where a lot of our faith is not strengthened is because we think we're alone. You know, when he was thinking that all the other prophets have bowed down or have been eliminated or anything, God had to tell him, "You're not alone." And I think a lot of our faith is shaken because we when we look around, we don't think we see anybody. Or if I see you, it doesn't look like you're going through what I'm going well, through. Well, we serve a, we serve an invisible God. Yes, He's not there. Right. I mean, He's there, but we don't see Him. Right. But it's because He's spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some people, if they can't see it, if they can't tangibly see it. Right. They don't believe it. Right. Or they got to see some type of miracles transpiring. If they don't see that, they don't believe God's there. Right. Amen. And like we was talking earlier at the beginning of this episode here, we was talking, we said that uh, my faith is strengthened in the book of James. Mm-hmm. Amen. When you look at James chapter 1, okay, mm-hmm. verses 2 and 4, it says, My brother counted all joy when you fall into devil's temptation, when, you, when you're going through different things. Right. Knowing this, that the trying, okay, you're trying, that means your faith is getting ready to get tested. Okay. You're going through something. Right. The trying of your faith work is patience, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect the entire one and epic. You're going to go through some things. Uh-huh. And every time I go through something, Clarence, I get a little bit more stronger okay. and stronger and stronger. Okay, now let's be real here. Let's talk a little bit. Uh-huh. Talking about being strong. Uh-huh. Well, God strengthened my faith. Mm. Okay, and you you heard my story. Yes. This is a testimony here for a second, y'all. One day, I was getting ready for work uh-huh. as a chaplain. Right. And I heard my son crying on the phone. Mom, the baby's sick. The baby's sick. This is his newborn. Right. And his mother had the phone, okay, on speakerphone. Uh-huh. So I can hear as I'm getting ready. Right. And then he was crying. said, Mom, he's sick. He's sick. He's at the hospital. I'm leaving work now. I'm going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then five minutes later, he said, Mom, Mom. My baby died. Mm. My baby died. Yeah. Now, I've been strong, Clarence. I have went to different rooms at the hospital. I have prayed for mothers that have lost their children. Right. And I thought I was strong. Right. Okay, because I was I was able to deal with death of children. Right. But when the shoe was on my foot, mm. when I had to experience that 
It felt different. It felt different. Mm. My faith was shaken. Mm. I, I, it, it, it tore me apart. But so, and then I'm jumping ahead. We had to do the funeral. Uh-huh. And I did the eulogy. Uh-huh. You talking about something that was super hard? Mm. That was hard. Right. Okay. I had faith. I had strength. I did it before. But God was taking me through something different here. And guess what? Now I am stronger. Right. I am stronger. Right. Now I can use what I've been through to witness to other people that you're going to make it. Right. Now, I said it before, you're going to make it. I can tell a, a, a young lady or a mother who just lost twins or something, it's going to be okay. This is before I experienced it. Right. Okay, but now... Now it's personal. It's you personal. Yeah. I can say, listen, I know exactly what you're going through. God pulled the strings of my heart. I've been where you are. Hey, I wasn't there as a female. I've been there as a male. I know how it hurts. Right. I know how it hurts. I know how it messes you up. But let me tell you, our God is so faithful that he's going to allow you to get through whatever you're going through. And whatever you're going through right now is this situation right here. Trust me. God has a way of bringing you through. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I got faith that he's going to do it. And then they say, well, you know, I, because I've been there. Yeah. And then I give them my story. Yeah. And then, so my faith was strengthened. Right. And, and where, you, where you were reading that and you're saying you're tried. You know, what about, and I'm an outsider again. What about, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, man, I done been through this. I done been through this. I done been through this. So my faith is tied to my reality. You know, because we talk about we want to see things tangible. We want to have things that well, we we could physically or we want it microwave. We want it instantaneous. You're saying that your faith is tied to your reality? Yes. Everybody's and, faith. Well, is, in general, everybody's faith well, is tied to Well, let me tell to, you something about that. Okay. Okay. I hope you understand what I'm getting ready to say. I'm listening. It ain't what it looks like. Mm. Okay? Right. What it looks like is your reality. Uh-huh. Your reality says that if I walk on water, I'm going to drown. I'm going to drown. Right. But when God's in the midst of it, Peter was able to walk. Yes. It ain't what it looked like. Gotcha. Okay. The reality was Moses and the children of Israel was at the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. The reality of it was that Pharaoh's army was behind them. Right. Mountains on the right, mountains on the left, and the Red Sea in front of them. Okay. That's the reality. Amen. But. It ain't what it looked like. God opened up the Red Sea. Okay, so we can't really base our faith on our reality because God supersedes reality. Amen. Okay? Amen. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I truly get it. But, okay. you know. And, but some people are stuck there. Yeah, some people are stuck there, and they don't, they, they can't get past Because that's a lack. Well, I'm not discouraging, but it's, it's like your faith isn't there yet. Right. Because uh, folk that has cancer— uh-huh. Okay, that's the reality. Reality yes. is cancer. But have you heard stories that God delivered people yes. from it? Yes. Okay? Yes. So that reality ain't really 
in the perspective of God, God makes ways out of nowhere. And, and it's funny, and I, um, I'm going to keep Can it, I get an amen from amen, somebody? Amen. In here. But I'm going to keep it right there because I was reading something right now. And I remember this little girl. It was in the— uh, Thank you, Jesus. I'm sorry. I had to throw my hand up <laughs> yeah, on that one. The late 80s to early 90s, this young girl, she was diagnosed with uh, AIDS. She was the youngest person at the time that was diagnosed with AIDS. But they said that she would not live. And I think it was either today or yesterday she celebrated her 39th birthday. Look at it. The you reality know. was she had what? Faith. Okay. No, 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 no. She, she had, had AIDS. AIDS. Yes, she had okay. AIDS. Okay. But then God supersede that. Yeah. See, God is supernatural. Right. This is how supernatural is. Supernatural is if I take my car keys, uh-huh. all right, the reality is if I let go, They're gonna drop. it's going to drop. Yes. But God is so supernatural, if I drop them, it don't necessarily have to hit the table. True. It can just sit there. Right. Be- I mean, where I left it, it off It can be suspended in Right, it. because God is able to do that. See, that's how God is. God is not controlled by your reality, your time, your space. God's different. Amen? Right. God supersedes all that. Right. And people need to hear that because, like I say, most of the time we we dwell in our reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and one thing and, is— And when you, do, when you dwell in your reality, Clarence, that's when you used to have to come in with some of your uh, your education at right. the time. Because that person becomes depressed. Right. And you got to coach them out of that. Yes. Because if you stay in your reality, you—I'm depressed. My mama died. Right. That's true. Right. That's your reality. Right. And then if you don't get over that— you're going to close your blinds. You're going to close the curtains. You're going yes. to take the phone off the hook. Yes. You don't want to talk to nobody. Right. Okay? All right? Right. That's the reality of it. Right. But in the voice of David, David teaches us how to get past that. Uh-huh. And, and what I mean by that, remember when David's son died by Bathsheba? Right. David fasted. Uh-huh. And he prayed to God to deliver that boy to healing. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yes. In the story? Okay. And, and and he prayed and he fasted. He prayed and he fasted. And, you know, his hair was all wild. He needed a shave. The scripture says, but he, he fasted and he prayed. He did all this. He wanted God to deliver his son. Right. And you got to remember, David was the apple of God's right, eye. Right. Amen? The man after his own, his own heart. heart. Yes. yes. David was. David was God's. Boy, okay? yeah, right, right. If we want to bring it into layman yes, terms now, yes. he was his boy. He right. was his man. He was his main man. Right, right. But let me share something with you. See, but God still took that boy from David, uh-huh. and he died. Right. Okay. And David shows us what we got to do to prepare ourselves when someone dies. Right. In order to move on, right. can't get stuck in that position. Right. You can't get stuck in there. And and what David did. Uh, after that child died, uh, everybody was watching David, and David combed his hair. He shaved. He took a bath, uh-huh. you know, put on some clean clothes, right. and he went to the dinner table, and everybody was looking at him, saying, why is he doing all that? He just lost his son. And David felt them looking at him, and he turned around, and he said, if I live my life right, right. I'll see him again. So David shows us how to move forward. Right. And that's what we got to do. Some people can't move on can't that move quickly. On. Yeah. Amen. But then that's why you need to be around some people that have faith right. that can help you and help encourage you, you to right. move on. Right. And you had number two. And mm-hmm. this is kind of what we're talking about. It's ineffective faith. Come on. 
How can we know our faith is ineffective? And that's Genesis, the 16th chapter, the uh, first through the 16th verse. But we, we highlight in the 16th chapter in the third verse. Yes. And it said, And Sarah, Abram's, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her handmaid, the Egyptians, after Abram had dwelt 10 years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to her husband, and Abram to, his, to be his wife. Now, talk to okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this is you know Sarah uh, was barren, and she couldn't bear children mm-hmm. to what she thought. So you know, she found the best thing to do now is to her husband needed a lineage, he mm-hmm. needed heirs, mm-hmm. and she, he was going to give it to his servant, right? But that wasn't right. That wasn't right. Yeah. So, um, and that's what happens to show our faith is ineffective. Because she thought she went and did her own thing to try to make things right. Yeah, this is what made it ineffective. Okay. What made it ineffective was God told Abraham uh-huh. what he was going to do. Right. Okay. He said, I'm going to give you a child of your own, right. out of your own loins. Right. Okay. And he said the same thing to Sarah. Yes. That he was going to give her a son from Abraham. Right. But, okay. Time. Time. God didn't move at the time that they were interested. Right. Okay. And by God not moving as fast as they want, Sarah tried to intervene. Now, God didn't tell you one thing, but Uh you're trying to do something different. Right. Okay. And see, when you go out of God's will, God wanted this to happen, but uh, Sarah Sarah had um, Haggai. Right. Lay with Abraham. Right. And had a child, Ishmael. Right. Okay. Ishmael wasn't the promised child. No. The promised child was Isaac. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so by Ishmael coming on the scene, now that's why you got all that H-E double hockey stick going on over right. there. Right. Because when you go out of God's will and you try to do something opposite of what God said, that's ineffective. She tried to help God right. Right. be God. Right. And, and, and I'm going to step. Go ahead. Out, you know, to the people. Go ahead, that, another perspective. Yeah, okay. because we want we want to help people. We can't, you know. There's people out there that that have not been helped. So I want to ask. So with that, I'm gonna bring it modern time. I got I got bills to pay. I got I got a house note. I got a car note. I just lost my job, and I go and do something. I'm praying to God, but it's not coming fast enough. You know, the answers to prayers ain't coming as fast as those bills. So I decide I'm going to go do something different. Is that being outside or is that having ineffective faith? Help me to understand the difference. Okay, now say that. Say that. So I, I, I may have lost my job. Okay. And, and, you know, people go to the extreme. You know, they want to feed their kids. And it's the old adage is, if you steal to feed your family, is it still stealing? Now, you're praying for food, but Clarence, you got to, if but, you go to... If you go to jail, I mean, if you go to court, you stole. Right, right. Okay. But but in my mind, I, I, I was being faithful, but then I had to do what I had to do. But even even not that extreme, but I'm praying, but then, you know, the bills are not coming as fast as I think my prayers are being answered. Mm-hmm. So I try to find other ways to make things meet. Um, is that being having ineffective faith because I'm not waiting? Some people tell you to sit and wait. Okay, but you, I mean, I, you didn't, well— you didn't say if that person was promised a, a, a certain job or something. Right. Were they, were they promised something from God? No. Okay. But so, but they they went out and did something. Yes. But they didn't do nothing illegal, did they? No. 
but they did something. Right. That's, that's okay. Okay. That's okay to do something to try to put food on your table. Uh, for an example, Clarence, Deacon Smith, uh-huh. okay, I wanted to be an electrician, uh-huh. okay, all right, but I still needed to put food on my table. Right. But I was going through being an electrician. I wanted to be an electrician. I had the training and right. all that, but uh, the place where I was working, they didn't give me the job right. at that time. Okay, this was in Pennsylvania when I started off as an apprentice. Right. So guess what I had to do in the meantime? Uh-huh. I had to do another occupation. Right. Okay, I was uh, 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 worked on a machine uh, cutting uh, metal. Like a tool and die breaker? Yeah. Okay. okay, so, but then by me waiting patiently on God, God turned it around. Y'all heard the story. I became a maintenance manager and right. a superintendent of electrical. Right. I ran different plants because I waited on God. Yeah, and, and while we're right there, and I, um, okay. I, I want to get before we get out, the weight in faith. Mm-hmm. What is the weight in faith? What is the coalition with weight in faith? Because some people just say sit and wait, and some people say you have to do other things. Help a person understand that don't know the waiting process with faith. Is there a time period of waiting, or or is it? What well, is the waiting, the coalition with waiting? Well, faith? you see here in, in Abraham's situation, he had the wait. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he was 86 or something like that when he had Ishmael, but he was 100 when he had uh, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Okay, come right. on. So look how many years he had to wait. Right. God promised Noah that it was going to rain. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he told him to get the bill in the boat. Right. But it took him how long? 120 yeah, years. Yeah, 120 he had years. to wait. Yeah. You know, time, you just got to wait. You got to trust God. You got to wait and believe. And the scripture says here in the book of Hebrews, some of those individuals died and didn't get a chance to receive the promise that was said to them. Right. They died in their faith. Okay. And sometimes you don't get it, Clarence, but you got to have faith and believe that God will. And you may not get the blessing. You have told me a lot of things that you wanted to do in life. Right. Okay. You may not be able to see it come to pass, okay? You may die struggling to get that, and your seed may receive the blessing of it, Right. okay? Get what I'm saying? Yes. But it it came to pass, but your family had it. Right. But you wasn't there to do it, but you started it. And right. you believe it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, but I, like I said, we're just trying to, yeah, okay. you know, trying to help. Um, so, in ineffective faith, can you truly believe in God with an ineffective faith? Well, when we first did our, um, let me see here. Yes, Clarence. Ineffective faith, for an example, is right there in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham, right? he had faith. God told him to get up in the voice of the Beverly Hillbillies right. and move away from there. Move away from there. <laughs> okay, so he got up and he left. Right. Okay? But then later on, God told him to do something else. Right. And he had a little doubt. Right. Okay? So he had faithful faith, and then he had ineffective faith. So he did believe, but it was ineffective. And those are trials and tribulations. We're going to go through some things. But he learned. Right. And then when you got when you learn, you move forward. Yeah. So faith is comes from lessons, yeah. from experience. And yeah. From, yeah. Yeah. So. And and again, like we just trying to help. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I don't. Well, want, I don't want you to look at me suddenly like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do that to you, Clarence. I won't. I won't do that to you. God bless you all. 
And um, I enjoyed our conversation here today, Deacon Smith. Yes. We'll have to pick up. There's a lot of meat here. Uh, but we we spoke on some things that I'm right. quite sure God led you to the questions to ask. Right. But uh, God bless you all. There may be someone out there today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, you shall be saved. Amen. Man confesses with the mouth and believes with his heart. And then I want you to say this prayer if you're one of those individuals. Say, Lord, come into my life. I believe I confess that you are the Son of God. I believe that you got up and you rose on the third day. I thank you. I thank you for coming into my life. And the Bible says you shall be saved. God bless you and God keep you. And guess what? I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. God bless you all.